Hi, Ragamuffins. This is James. Just a quick note before today's episode, we're coming to you a little bit out of order this week. Uh, we've got uh, a conversation we recorded uh, a few weeks ago about relationships and humanity, and we thought it was a good place to uh, kind of take a turn in our um, ongoing conversation about mystery this season. We'll be coming back to you next week um, with a new um, kind of look, kind of take on mystery and how we relate to God in other people, in one another. Um, we hope you enjoy this week, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. So hit us up on our um, on our email, latechurchpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much. Peace. Bye. How's your coffee? So good. That's what, so good. Um, do we want to plug our coffee sponsor? I feel like this will... Comp- we should... Yeah. I can't do air quotes because people can't see that. When I said sponsor, I did air quotes. They're not actually our sponsor. They can be if they want. It'd be a first. We would love to have the Summer Moon be our sponsor. Tell them, tell them. We've talked about Summer Moon before, I think. Uh-huh, but tell them for sure. about Summer Moon again. Well, it's lovely. It's local. That's my favorite part. <sighs> and the coffee's just brewed with love. Yes. Today I'm having a Blue Moon Latte has lavender syrup nice and i took it to the whisper level because i felt like i didn't want the heaviness of a regular you know just in case this ad ever airs on npr mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. talk like this oh gosh yeah how are you i'm good how's your morning been so far um good the weather is nice the weather is nice it's in the 70s which isn't perfect but it's it we're looking for progress and less sweating the better Yes. The less sweating, the happier the Nikki. Okay. Yeah, That's I, how it goes. I can, I can agree with that. Same same for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that being said, I'm still sweating. So Ugh. whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were in Texas, so unless yeah. it's the snow apocalypse, it's sweaty weather. Yeah. Not yeah. sweater. Yeah. Sweaty. I, I heard a, um, I don't remember who it was, uh, but it was like a Catholic uh, speaker at a middle school rally kind of thing one time. Um, so he's like, he's from middle schoolers, so he's being, you know, he's like real goofy, but he was from somewhere up north and he was talking about, uh, the weather and he said, uh, in Texas, the four seasons are hot, hotter, hell, and Christmas. <laughs> Those are the four seasons. And I was like, that's uh, actually no, pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, right around right. Christmas week each year, which is really kind of the beginning of winter, right? It's it like, is. it's like cold. It's like yeah. cold and Christmassy and pretty much the rest of the year. Uh, you know, except for when we have things like the snow apocalypse, pretty yeah. much the rest of the year it's um, it's hot and humid. And, yeah, yep. This is scintillating podcast talk <laughs> right now. We're talking about the weather. Listeners, I mean, they're just getting glued. the quirks out. They're just glued the to their kinks. headphones right now. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, hi, Nikki. Hello, James. How are you? I'm doing fairly well. I am doing. Uh, I'm doing well as well. Are also. you chipper? 
I, I feel I feel like I am. Um, I, that's not something that's always super easy for me to gauge. Sometimes I need to rely <laughs> on other people to gauge what do those you mean? things. Um, it's like Christi- you don't know how you're feeling. No, well, or- well, I don't know what I'm putting out there all ah, the time. So sometimes Christine will be like, different. "What's what's the matter with you?" Or like, "Your your tone is like really weird." Or and you're you know, like, oh, I th- and I'm like, I, "I thought I was fine." Yeah, I thought it was. I feel like Mickey Mouse right now. Like I'm in a oh. good mood. And, you know, apparently um, I'm not always putting that out there. So uh, you're personifying Eeyore I, instead. Hopefully, yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, hopefully all of our listeners uh, are doing great as well. Um, it is a Wednesday. It's not our typical recording day. So everything feels weird and strange. Oh, Lordy. Um, and we're in a different room. Uh, so we had a room. We're playing musical rooms. Booked. We are. We're playing musical room. We, we had to turn the AC off in this room because it's it was super loud. Um, and we didn't want you to feel like we were in a wind tunnel or something. Um, I think you're the only person who can hear the air condition. That's, I promise you that's not true. Uh, I promise you that's not true. Are you in all your audio files? Yes. Uh, I have some audio file friends. Shout out to, um, my friend Taylor Schroll, uh, of another great, uh, podcast, um, the Forte Catholic podcast. Uh, he and I have talked about, um, how... It drives us crazy when we listen to podcasts where they don't pay and attention hear to things that. like the air conditioning and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. That's That was a very good... Thank you. Yeah. I've been practicing my good. static. Awesome. Um, okay, so today uh, we are going to be um, doing our thing. We're going to be talking about uh, something that I think is maybe lacking a little bit right now, uh, both in the... Catholic Church in the greater Christian church um, and then in the world in general. I, yeah. Um, and that is uh, a sense of community, a sense of belonging to um, something bigger than yourself. Uh, and, and, and maybe this idea that um, this, um, this kind of dream of our unity uh, that, that Christ has for us, that God has for us. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I, I think sometimes that we, uh, we make the mistake of thinking that there's that it's more complicated mm. than it actually is, which is probably true of a lot of things in our relationship with God. Um, I, I think that we want to convolute, disrupt um, whatever kind of conversation uh, God might be trying to have with us with our own fears about like, the practical applications, the ideas of organization and, yeah, and how to yeah. set it up perfectly. How is or, that logistically like going yeah. to work? Right. And there's, I think there's some things that we need to, um, to really kind of think about, uh, things that we can learn from, um, you know, we can just learn from daily life with that. We, you know, things that we all know. Right. And, and then there's also like some things we can look at in scripture. Like what does scripture say about, uh, being a part of a community and being a part mm. of a, um, a society uh, that, you know, is hopefully moving towards God, right? Or if that's a, if that's a difficult thing for you, maybe is moving towards the good, right? Moving, okay. moving towards a, moving towards a greater good. Um, I think from the Christian approach, there is this, uh, sometimes this idea that like our, um, our Christian community or our, our community, uh, should kind of reflect our own beliefs and our own thoughts and, and should look like, um, things look in our head. Right. Mm. Um, and I think I'll just 
jump out here and say it. I think that's mistake number one. Yeah, because who knows what's going on in your head? Exactly, right? And and so and that's um, not picture perfect. Sometimes we approach community with this sense that, okay, I want to find a community of people who um, act and think and and maybe even like pray and look sometimes just like me. Ooh, yeah, that's a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe at for least disaster. Blandness. Blandness. Boringness. Being boring is a disaster. Let's call it a disaster. Like, who wants to be boring? It's Um, a disaster. Did you ever watch Sweet Life is Hacking? I didn't, but you did. That was awesome. (laughs) That was Esteban. And uh, what did I say? It's a disaster. It's a disaster. It's a disaster. And I can't do it again. I can't repeat it. It'll come later when you're not expecting it. (laughs) (laughs) Made me choke on my coffee. Uh, I had a lot of a lot of my kids uh, a lot of my kids growing up had some sweet life of Zach and Cody is that um, those are the twins from Big Daddy right yeah Yeah. they are yeah yeah they're in other stuff now Mm -hmm. River (laughs) Riverdale one of them's one of them's in Riverdale yep yep true okay Um, okay so uh, I feel like um, so far introducing this topic um, I've sounded kind of negative. And I don't want to. I don't want to be negative uh, about um, community. Uh, I don't think you sound negative. I think you, you, you're presenting where we're sh- where we struggle. Yes. Where we struggle. Yes. And the the, the beautiful the first thing. First step is identifying the struggle, James. <laughs> one of the beautiful things about our God is that He invites us into not only uh, community with each other, relationship with each other, uh, relationship with this thing called the church. Uh, and maybe it's good to kind of define what that is, right? Um, oh, it's this. Uh, I'm, I'm talking with my hands and Nikki's making fun of me. Um, but also, uh, he invites us into the community of himself. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, a really important distinction. It's something that, uh, is a mystery. Okay. So, um, if we, you know, not to get too theological cause we don't like to do that here, but if, uh, if I say that God is, is a Trinity of persons, right. That means that he is, um, he is three persons, the father, the son, and the Holy spirit, but he is one God, mm-hmm. right? So um, it's 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 kind of like this. The Father is not the Son and is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not the Son or the Father. The Son is not the Holy Spirit or the Father. Um, but they are all God, okay? And so they they um, uh, they act and they interact uh, as one um, according to the plan of the Father, right? And um, there's a lot of real like theological and philosophical depth, like lots of layers to kind of peel back. And people have been peeling back those layers for thousands of years Mm. at this point, trying Mm -hmm. to, um, trying to explain or to understand, uh, the mystery of the Trinity, but it is a mystery. It's that meaning it's something that we cannot, um, really comprehend in this world. We can't know the whole truth of it, uh, in this life. Um, but we do know that, uh, that the father, um, loves the son we do know that the the um, the love uh, between the father and the son, the son also loves the father, kind of reciprocates that love, and um, the love between the father and the son is is so um, beautiful, so extravagant, so powerful uh, that it becomes uh, the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is that love kind of in action, right? That love moving uh, among us, it becomes its own its own person. Um, that's how powerful they're their love is. And so, um, when we, okay. So, so when we look at our own lives, like how does that, um, 
what are we supposed to do with that? What are we supposed to do with that? Right. Can Where I tell we, you? Yeah. Please do. Please. I think for me, for uh, 2021 Nikki, what that means, since I'm not a theologian, is that um, God deems community important enough that he is a community. Mm-hmm. And and he calls us into that. And so um, what I, my takeaway is it's important. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Underlined. Period. Period. And there is a there is a really, um, I think, simple way to to look at uh, God as a community. And, and, and maybe that's what we should talk about today. Um, and that's exactly what you're saying is that God, you know, on some level, like he, he is completely autonomous, right? Mm-hmm. Like he makes all the decisions. Um, he makes all the rules and and even the rules that seem to limit him or govern him or kind of make him the way that he is, he chose those things for a reason, right? Mm. He, he is that right. way, um, because he intends to, to, um, to communicate something about himself to us through those things, right? At, at least mm-hmm. as far as we're concerned, right? God doesn't need us, right? He, that's not, you know, necessarily like why he's a Trinity. Um, but he wants us to learn something from, that state of, of, you know, the, the, the blessed Trinity, right. He wants us to learn from that. And, and to me, just like you, it's, I cannot, you know, the lesson that I take away from that when I really like step back and think about it is I cannot exist. I cannot really understand myself. I can't really even, you know, accomplish anything or, or be, be satisfied in any way. Um, living in my own little world, living Mm -hmm. in my own bubble, right. Everything that I, um, that I want to accomplish as a, as a person, as a friend, as a youth minister, as a Christian, as a podcaster, right there, it has to be reflected in someone else. It has to be, right. you know, those things have to be reciprocated mm, reflected Interesting. In, in someone else. And, and on top of that, I'm, you know, despite what, um, despite my general grumpiness sometimes, um, I'm a lot happier. The grumps. I'm a lot happier when I have people in my life that I can relate to and people that I know love me and and they know that I love them, right? Like being a part of a community, however big, however small, is what kind of what we're designed to do. Yeah. And like a good daddy, he's a he he models it for us Absolutely. in the Trinity, which is beautiful. I love that. I love it too. I love it too. Um I love okay. that he calls us to it to community as well you know like that um he knows that we uh are our best selves and are reflect we're able to see reflections of him Mm -hmm. within communities so that's 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 interesting so he 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 calls us to it and um our our best is Mm -hmm. kind of found in in this in this idea Right of of community, it's it's found in the practice of this thing of, of being um, a part of something greater than yourself. Um, I think that there maybe are people listening right now who are who are thinking, yeah, I, I I get that, you know, in theory, but look at what social media has done to us, right? Mm. Look at what you know this sort of constant interaction, constantly looking for somebody else's verification or somebody else's affirmation or 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 um, you know, looking for someone else to, to, to like your post, right? Mm. Um, look at what that's done to us, right? This sense of, you know, virtual global community. Look at how fractured we are 
how sort of out of touch we are with, with one another. Um, but I have a feeling that's not really what you're talking about. <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about no. at all. And so, so I, I think it's important that we make yeah. that, that we make that distinction, d- distinction that, that when we, um, when we are part of a community, uh, I think the big difference between maybe our social media interactions or, or the typical social media interactions and really being part of a genuine community, even if that community is online, right? Is that it can uh, happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can. Um, is that when we're on Facebook, when we're on Instagram, when we're on, you know, these different things, um, we are looking for some reflection of ourself that is by and large kind of selfish. We're, we're into this, um, you know, whatever it is, however we're interacting, we're in, we're, we're, we're a part of those interactions because we want to feel good about us. Mm-hmm. Right. Feeling good about yourself is, is not necessarily the problem here. Right. It's the fact that that comes at the expense of interacting with anyone else in a genuine way that really kind of sees them and is, and is open to what other people have to say and have to offer. And, and there's not really a sense of, of real love there, right? Love being kind of this, this pouring out of self for someone else. Mm. Um, that doesn't come across a whole lot in the social not media. Not on the social media. And so, um, so I want to advocate for being a part of a community as something a little bit, a little bit deeper than mm-hmm. maybe just communication, uh, like we, like we see in social media. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things that I, that I get to do, um, is to work with this group of kids. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't know. We were, I'm sorry. There we go. No, I'm just kidding. That was, do you that was need super to write, funny. Do you need to write the time down? No, I'm leaving that in there. That okay. was awesome. That was awesome. I'm just kidding. I'll edit it out. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. One of my favorite things that I get to do, um, and, and I think Nikki also, uh, Knowing you, one of your favorite things that you get to do, we both, uh, in different capacities, we both work with with teenagers mm-hmm. uh, in in youth ministry, like in a youth ministry setting. Um, I get to work uh, very closely with a group of teens here at St. Vincent de Paul called the Ember Team. The Ember Team, um, they're like teen leaders. They've been confirmed. They've been in the program for a couple of years. If you don't know what confirmed is, it's a Catholic thing. It's like. Uh, it's not a Catholic thing. It's a sacrament. <laughs> I shouldn't say it's just a Catholic thing because it's not. Um, uh, but it is a um, it's a sacrament that literally confirms uh, the work of the Holy Spirit at baptism, right? So, um, so they they've kind of made this choice to be active members of their community, yep. right? In in faith, um, and uh, I got I had the privilege of of going on a retreat with them, a formation retreat with them this past weekend. It was a very very um, uh, just a really beautiful experience. Life-giving? Uh, would you life-giving, life-giving? I would. I yeah. would. Uh, I came back really tired because I, I led the retreat and I was also, uh, I felt a little bit disorganized heading into the retreat. I didn't really know what the Holy Spirit had in store and I I, uh, I wasn't really trusting. My kids, mm. my teens reminded me to trust this, yeah. this weekend. Um, but, but you still gave it your all because you came back I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I felt, I felt, uh, I felt really, really good coming back and, and the tired was a very sort of happy, holy tired, holy tired. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that, one of the ways that they just really kind of blew me away this, this past, this past weekend, uh, the majority of the teens that went, it was just a small group. It was just 10 of them. 
that what they were they were already friends. They mm-hmm. were already kind of like they know each other from in school. The they know each other from mm-hmm. youth group, right? So they're in in community, you know, and and um, and even interacting in some some different ways. Some of them are in band together. Some of them are in you know this group or that group. Or you know, we had we had um, uh, a, you know a, quite a few of them. Probably about half of them that went to the same high school. So they, you okay. know, they kind of know each yeah. other, right? Um, but we, we had this moment, uh, on the retreat where the kids were all, we, we were really kind of working on faith sharing. Like that's the skill that we were working on in this retreat. And we had this moment where everybody in the room, uh, the teens and the adults, um, sort of very, very kind of, kind of dramatically recognized the importance of, of giving each other's story, giving each other's kind of faith story, their relationship with God, uh, the attention and the, um, the respect that it deserves. Mm. Right. And there was this moment where, um, the teens were, were going through this exercise of kind of telling their story and affirming one another and, and, and doing these different things. Um, and the energy in the room just changed. We, we kind of became this, this really, um, solidified group of, of disciples, right. Mm-hmm. People kind of that were, that had this, this, bigger purpose, this bigger mission, um, of discipleship beyond the gifts and talents that we individually brought and also beyond our differences, yeah. right? Cause as much as we were connected, we we're also really different. There were different, you know, um, um, different ethnicities, uh, different, different skills. Like I said, the kids go to different schools. Mm-hmm. Like there, there was just a lot of things that where we could kind of list our, our differences, and the one thing that really kind of unified us, uh, you know, in this really special time was this love for Christ and this love for Christ, um, solo on our own, in our own, you know, personal one-on-one relationship with him, but also this love for Christ that we were experiencing yeah. through one another. And when we, in, in order to really, um, participate in that, in order to really let that sink in, it can't be about you. Right. Right. It can't be about you. And so I, so I think, um, that's the, the big, that was the big takeaway for me for, for, you know, for the weekend was this reminder that, okay, if you're, if you're really a part of a community, if you really want to invest in a community and to see a return, right. If you want your community to build you up mm-hmm. and you want to build other people up and you want to establish this relationship with God, you know, living and worshiping and serving with other people, you have to get it out of your mind, get it out of your heart that this is about you. Right. And, and I think right now in our society, that is the major stumbling block. And maybe it's the major Oof. stumbling block, like, like that's what it's been forever. Right. It but it feels very pronounced. It feels very right pronounced, now. very like highlighted, 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 mm. highlighted. <laughs> I think it's highlighted. It should be highlighted. It's not highlighted. That oh, would be, it highlight. that would be, that, that should be a new thing. <laughs> I don't think I'm young That's enough. Highlight. I'm not young enough anymore to like, like cause a trend, <laughs> right? That, that ship has sailed. Jeez. Um, That's funny. Highlight. Highlight. Um, but that we, that we really do have to, have to put down, um, this desire. We've got to, we've got to die to this desire of, of being right, mm-hmm. of being first, um, of being better than, you know, um, yeah. that if we're really going to be a part of a community, um, we've got to help our neighbor 
to be right. Help our neighbor to be first. Help our neighbor it's, to be better than. Right? I, I'm thinking. Um, so this past weekend we had um, the the first football game that we went to um, of this school year, and yeah, it feels good to be a part of a team, and it feels good to champion the one cause. The team went in the game, for example, this weekend. But you know, in our faith, that just looks like you know we're all leading each other to heaven, which means accompanying accompanying each other along the journey mm-hmm. to encourage each other to make the next right step. And if we're doing that, you can't be looking at yourself or you'll stumble and trip and do all the things. At least in the visual in my head, that's what it looks like. Absolutely. You stumble and fall when you're focused on yourself. But when you're looking out for your teammates or your classmates, my head's very much in the academic world because of my well, kids and, and things. And I think, and, and, and it is, it's a, it's a wonderful analogy. Like when you are, are, I mean, if you just, you know, you go somewhere and you just kind of walk around anywhere that there's people, how often do you see someone on their cell phone walking and not really recognizing, um, not only the obstacles, right? So they're oh like, there gosh, might be a yeah. wall there, there might be a tree there, right? But they, they also don't recognize the people around them. Right. And, uh-huh. and how, you know, how much more fulfilled are we um, if someone in the flesh um, smiles at us, asks us, you know, how we're doing and, and we can kind of reciprocate that. Then maybe, you know, someone liked my post. Right. Um, and and it really sounds like I'm harping on, on social media. I just, you are. I just think that that's that's where so much <laughs> of our um, that's where so much of our angst is. is there can be is. Yeah. If it's not coming from there, it, it kind of manifests there, right? And it could, yes, for sure. And and so um, it's a, I think that's a, a good example of of like literally, you know, putting your stuff down and mm. kind of recognizing the people around you um, is is maybe and maybe this is where we kind of start, <laughs> we kind of start to talk about steps, uh, what it's like to to work in to be in community. Maybe that's a good first step. It's just to put your stuff down, whatever yeah. your stuff is, for a few minutes a day put it down and kind of recognize the people around you because it's embarrassing and dangerous <laughs> did i tell you the time <laughs> you, did, you didn't but oh i'm so gosh, excited to this hear this this is so bad so i went to morose seminary at notre dame right and i'm so excited about this touring the seminary because it's like oh, this is where rudy was filmed this was the dorm room of rudy's where you could see the golden dome and i'm just like oh, this is glorious i'm soaking it all in but i'm also taking pictures mm-hmm. and sending those pictures immediately so that when our group starts walking <laughs> oh i bumped into this glass wall <laughs> it was terrible i was fine like physically fine Oh my gosh, I was emotionally a wreck because I felt foolish because here I am like an adult on the tour Mm -hmm. who is so busy texting a picture of the thing that I bumped into a stinking wall. I mean, it was made of glass. Could they not make the walls out of glass? I would have seen it if it was a brick wall. Maybe just maybe maybe I would have seen it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Or just put a sticker on there. And it was like quiet, you know? Yeah. And so it was very pronounced mistake that I was not paying attention to. Anything other than my own concerns, which was, I just saw Rudy's room. Ooh. Several uh, <laughs> several years ago, I was in D.C. Uh, for the March for Life um, with some teens from a parish that I worked at. And we went to, uh, there's a JP2, uh, Pope John Paul II uh, Museum. Uh, I don't think he was 
think he might have been beatified, but not canonized yet. Anyway, um, so it was, it was a few years ago, and they have this this whole like huge, beautiful museum. It's like two stories, and, mm. and there's um, there's a lot of uh, just a lot of stuff about the the, the different work that he did, mm-hmm. right? And and not just necessarily from his papacy, but even when he was younger, you know, ar- artifacts from his time growing up and things like oh, wow. that. Like just really That's cool stuff. Cool. And so um, I had a camera. Uh, I had my dad's. Um, it was like the first nice digital camera my family uh, ever got or my, my dad my dad ever had. And so he let me borrow it for this trip. And I am just <laughs> running around taking pictures, just taking pictures of everything. Right. And and looking at, you know, looking through the viewfinder and then looking at the little screen and, you know, deleting things and thinking that I'm, you know, some hotshot photographer, which I'm not. And uh <laughs> Out of the corner of my, I'm in this room where there's there are some of his um, uh, there's like a, a, a chasuble that he that he wore and an alb that he wore, which those are those are um, uh, like clerical garments, right? And um, and his his like the Pope wears these red shoes, so there was a like some of his red shoes, and I'm like taking pictures oh, and doing all this stuff. Get a pic. And some of my my teens and one of the other adults that are there, they're kind of like looking at me a little bit like sideways. And Dude, I, and I <laughs> and I turn around and there's this little old lady who was like like the you know she was kind of in charge of that that part oh, of the museum, and in this really sweet voice, she said she said, "Sir, um, you're not allowed to take pictures in here." And I was oh like, gosh. I was like, I am so sorry. I had no idea. And I thought she meant that one little section we were in, right? <gasps> the whole entire thing? The whole entire thing. You're not allowed, to, like there was, there was uh, no flash photography. Why? You're not, okay. I, I don't know, but it was their thing. You're not allowed to take pictures. And I was like, I had no idea, <laughs> right? I had no idea. And one of my teens comes up to me and is like, uh, yeah, there's like, there's like 10 signs on the way in here that say no pictures. And I realized that I was like literally from the time we walked in the door, I was, I was like kind of living my life through the camera. Mm. Right. Um, it was, it was really embarrassing. I, I mean, (laughs) I did not delete a single picture. (laughs) I will say that I still have pictures from that museum. I haven't shown them to anybody really. Cause Um, that feels naughty since you aren't supposed to take them. (laughs) Yeah. But I, but I genuinely was not paying attention to the world around me. And then I realized kind of in that moment too, that I wasn't really even paying attention to my teens or to the mm. other people that I was enjoying this pilgrimage with. Right. And so, um, it's a good lesson, a good lesson in, in, in community, a good lesson yeah. in, in, you know, seeing, um, seeing people first. I think that's sometimes our, our first step to seeing Christ in the world is really just seeing the people in the world. And, and, you know, cause if we, yeah. if we can't see the people, um, it's hard to see Christ in them. That's a good point. We should put that on a shirt. Okay, say that again, say that again, say that again. If we can't can't see the people. This is my um, coffee handwriting. (laughs) We can't see Christ in them. It looks like, uh, (laughs) what are those things that measure earthquakes? It looks like that. We can't see Christ in them. Nikki writes on graph paper and it looks very scientific. (laughs) I love graph paper. Yeah. Um, So I don't know if that goes on a shirt. uh, On a But I think that's a good, um, it's a good place to to kind of think about our our um our conversation on on community is yeah. if we're if we're so distracted from from really seeing the humanity right mm-hmm. that's that is very present i mean if you you know if you're walking around and there's people there that there's humanity that you can yeah. experience if you've gotten numb to that or or you know 
maybe you're, you're having a hard time kind of seeing that, especially in the social and political climate that we live in right now. Um, maybe, you know, make an effort to kind of take a step back from that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know one of the things that helps me with that is to, is to, you know, to go, to go somewhere new, go somewhere what new. Mean? Um, even if it's in your own city, I mean, you know, check out, um, you know, some, some, some place that, that is, uh, um, that is new to you. Okay. okay. So, uh, maybe, like a new park, a museum. Ma- yeah. A new park, a new museum, uh, a new church. Right. Oh. Um, a new, Ooh, that feels weird. It feels, for me. it feels weird, <laughs> but, but I mean, it, no matter what your denomination is, there's, there are other people, you know, the beautiful thing about the church is that there are other people worshiping yeah. um, and, and other people that want to share their worship with you. And hopefully you as a Christian want to share your worship with others. You know what? There's something to be said about that. I think so. And you just said it. No, <laughs> no, but it made me think of, hopefully this isn't too far off, but like, like me wanting to share, you finished your drink? Are I you did fin- finish okay. my drink. Um, me wanting to share my pictures from mm-hmm. the weekend with you. Mm-hmm. Like there's just something about walking with people in their everyday, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's why when my parents or family come to visit, I always want them to do the regular stuff with us, like um, go to mass, come with me to pick up the kids from school. Like that's such a mundane task, Mm -hmm. but having um, the experience of the everyday and walking in my shoes to see, you know, so that you have a a frame of reference when, Mm -hmm. when we talk in the future or we just get to touch base in the future. That's a great um, follow up. You know? Yeah. And, and I, and I think that, I think that lends itself to this, this greater experience of the world in general. So we, we spend a lot of time, I think, wanting, trying to, to cultivate what our experience should be. And while that's really healthy. So, so like, like, for example, like this is the music I like, Mm -hmm. this is the part of town that I like, this is the food that I like. So we, we kind of categorize the, 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 you know, these things and they kind of make, um, I kind of create this comfort zone yeah. right? in, in terms of how we experience the world. And I think when we're, um, you know, when we go somewhere new and we do something new, when our, you know, even if you're, you're going back home to visit your family or your family's coming to visit you, I think that those kind of experiences give us the opportunity to say, you know, my comfort zone is, is great, right? I, I, I love this kind of music. I love this kind of food. I love worshiping God this way. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's not all there is. And I'm not growing if I'm comfortable. Exactly. Exactly. When I'm, when I put myself, uh, in someone else's shoes, even if it's just for, you know, um, you know, uh, 15 minutes on a Sunday going to, going to a different parish, going to a different church. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's, there's a, there's a chance to really kind of experience, um, life through a different lens. Yeah. And that is extremely, extremely, um, positive, extremely healthy for us. And, and I think, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the problems that we're seeing, and this is not, you know, because I'm a sociologist or anything, but a lot of the problems that we're seeing are, are really because we've, we find ourselves kind of locked into Mm. our, our very bland, very, um, kind of selfish routine. Yeah. Speaking of bland, that's what I tell Luke about his food choices. (laughs) <laughs> like, how do you know that you don't like whatever uh-huh. if you haven't tried it? Because he's so set on the huge. Yeah. That's, that's a little bit of a, 
yeah. side note on it, that idea of being stuck in uh, my stuff's the only stuff mm-hmm. that works. So, so how do we, okay. So taking that analogy, which I think is a great one. Mm-hmm. How, do, how do we get out of that rut? How do we, how do we, I mean, we talked just about, just take one bite. Yeah. Just take one <laughs> bite. We, we, we talked about, you know, doing something different, going somewhere mm-hmm. different, you know, exploring, you know, um, some of this exploring the world around you. Right. Yeah. Um, I also think that we can give ourselves, uh, and, 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 I don't want to say like you, you have to do this or you should do this, but lately I've been kind of experimenting with this little quota that I have right for myself. And that is to, to serve one stranger per day. Interesting. In a way that I think Christ would serve them. Okay. Okay. So it might, some, some days it's really tough and some days it's like, I see that person and and, and it's obvious and that they're the person that yeah. God is calling me to pray for. And that's really the only way that I can serve, serve them in that day. Sometimes it's like, yeah, this person that just cut me off in traffic or this person that just made me upset me for whatever reason, I'm going to let that go. And I'm going to, I'm going to really, um, be mindful of them, pray for them, smile at them anyway, tell them they're doing a good job anyway, whatever it might be. Um, one of my, one of my, one of our good friends, Jim DeLine, every time I've ever been to a restaurant with him or, um, or really just kind of been out where there's other people, he asks people their, their name, right? So our, so our waiter will That's come great. and he asks their name and asks them how they're doing and, and, you know, and, and, and they're happy, right? They're happy yeah. to like be over there serving us. Um, that's not really my forte. Jim's really good at that. Mm. Right. But just because it's not my forte doesn't mean I can't do it. Right. And it doesn't mean that I can't reap the benefits of seeing the world that way yeah. and, and kind of experiencing the world that way. Um, so that's something that I've been trying to do is to, to serve one person per day the way that Christ would serve them. If it's someone you know that I see that's like homeless, right, that's kind of um, maybe more visible, right, then, then okay, that's great. Maybe if it's someone that like I notice at my office or I notice in my family that really needs someone to talk to. That's maybe mm-hmm. not as visible, maybe not as easy to see what's going on in their lives. Um, but to really be open to that each day. And, yeah. and it, it, I can say this, especially this summer, um, it has made a really, um, a really positive impact, uh, when I, when I remember to do it, when I'm, when I'm intentional about it. Well, I think, let me commend you for setting a goal. Cause Thank that's you. not that, not that you don't ever set goals, but I think, um, in my adult life, I don't tend to do that anymore. You know, that seems to be something, I don't know, that I just equate it with school, like get to the next level, sure. level up. Yeah. And as an adult, I don't think I do that often enough. So that's good. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cause you're giving me an idea of, um, of what I can do. And another thing, James, you can't observe people who are Jesus with skin outside of you. If your nose is in your phone or exactly, yeah, or not even just in your phone, in your camera, in yeah. your viewfinder. Yeah, exactly. So we, we, um, we, now I sound like a fussy parent. No, That's not the, no, 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 my no. motive. I, well, I mean, I'm talking to myself mm-hmm. as much as I am waxing and waning. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm trying to challenge myself in that way because I, I feel a call to go deeper. I feel like mm-hmm. this is an area in my life in which I need to work and I yeah. need God's help in order to bear, better kind of experience life. Yeah. I, I talked to you earlier about, you know, 
we were talking before uh, we hit record about being an only child and how that uh, and being an only child of of two introverts, right? And mm-hmm. how that has really um, I don't want to say caused, but like like I I grew up not really practicing. Um, being anybody's cheerleader. Yeah, it just colored your picture that way. Yeah, and so so I have to work at like seeing, oh, well, you know, acknowledging this person's efforts or 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 being um kind of tuned into what's going mm-hmm. on in someone else's life does not necessarily come naturally to me. Mm-hmm. Um Christine, my 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 wonderful wonderful girlfriend, she grew up with brothers and, you know, a, a brother and a sister and and a family that was very sort of um just just dynamic and connected in that way so like every every opportunity that they have to support one another is like a big deal to her right Mm. and and that's something that I I look at I go man that's that's really cool like I I I can see the the purpose and I can see how it makes life more beautiful you can see the beauty and more more interesting but it doesn't necessarily come naturally exactly so so anytime that we are are really investing in community, investing in the people around us, it's probably going to be something that's, that's out of our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not, it's not really comfortable for, I think most of us to just jump into, you know, any kind of vulnerability, right. And, and, and being a part of a community is, is by definition, making yourself vulnerable to, you know, the, the, emotions and the the humanity of somebody else yeah yeah i like that stuff i like it too i feel like i'm from the big fat greek wedding except italian not greek okay so i'm all about the being a cheerleader um i also i don't know if this makes me freaky deaky but i like i i I enjoy being vulnerable with people Mm -hmm. because i feel like um well i should say in opposition to small talk like I don't see the need or enjoy the mm-hmm. chit or the chat like like we were talking about weather earlier yeah what was that <laughs> we were a little wackadoodle that's okay I prefer is that me did I just do a thing did you are you digesting your I don't know coffee? I heard a song about. okay I heard a noise I'm I'm trying to be one of your audio file friends you're doing, you're doing <laughs> I'm great. not I don't hear the things except when I hear the things that aren't really there mm-hmm no, I um, I definitely see the importance of being vulnerable in friendships and intentional. Okay. I have a, a few friends who I can think of that are so good and who have taught me the importance of like putting friendship dates on the calendar. Sure, sure. And um, I don't know if I would have thought... That's one of those things that I don't know if I would have thought of on mm-hmm. my own. Mm-hmm kind of like you are with um, just the cheering people on type thing. But it's important and it makes me feel special that they include me in um, as, as a person who they deem worthy of their time sure. because yeah. time's money, baby. It is. It is. And and I think that when we, you know, the, use that word intentional mm-hmm. right? and, and, that, and that word worthy, right? Worthy, the word worthy and the word worship, they come from the same root, right? And, and so... When we're um, when we're giving the things that are worthy their their due, right? When we're focusing on the things that God is really calling us to focus on, um, and really what that means is kind of mirroring His behavior, right? When we're reflecting His behavior, um, 
again, coming back to where we started, God is a, he's the good daddy. God is a community, right? Yeah, and he's and so that. he's telling us, Hey, these, these relationships are, are, that's where you're, that's where you're going to find me, right? That's where you're going to find kind of the, the, the grace, the peace, the happiness that comes from being a Christian. Um, you know, the, the, the disciples, like there's this kind of image, I think, and especially in the book of Acts of the disciples kind of being scattered, right? And they, mm-hmm. they go off and they sort of, um, do they go off alone or do they go off in two by twos? They go off two by twos. That's one thing that kind of gets overlooked. And then the other thing is the, the, the journey, the travel to, um, wherever they might be going might be alone or it might be lonely. Right. But there's always this community there. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so um, Paul, in all of his travels, right, he, he goes from community to community. He's, he's rarely alone in those travels. Sometimes he is, but he's rarely alone in those travels. He's always communicating with someone. He's always writing a letter or doing something right to someone. And then when he gets the, to those communities, there's always this kind of celebration of Paul proclaiming the gospel. Right? <sighs> and, and so there's as much as we want to call, it's a pep rally. yeah, as much as we want to call Paul a hero and he is mm-hmm. right. He's a hero in faith. There had to be someone there to receive that message. Mm, right? True story. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there had to be someone there to to accept him mm-hmm. and to be willing to to see his dignity and his worth and, and to see the dignity and the worth of, the, of the of the message. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So we um, we might be scaring some people that are maybe ma- maybe haven't jumped into community before. Right. Okay. Really haven't invested before. And so I, I want to look to scripture to kind of give. Uh, to give them some hope, okay, um, and and you know maybe your maybe your experience like in high school or middle school or whatever was like mine, and you just felt like um, you know you, you didn't fit in or that you weren't cool enough or whatever. Like there was some kind of something that you were short of, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, maybe maybe you're really good at having friends and and really good at making friends and and making other people happy, um, but doing that you know, with the intention of encountering God, mm. encountering Jesus. Ooh, that affects, that, that is, hits different. Is a, is a little scary. Yeah. It's a little weird. It's okay. Well, well that for sure hits how different. Do I, how do I do that? Right. Um, I want to, I want to read something. This is from the first letter of Peter and Peter is, um, he's, he's talking about, uh, literally like the, 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 the heading of this letter, um, of, of this part of this letter is, advice to the community. Okay. Advice to the community. And, and so he goes through all of these different, um, these different things about, uh, you know, how people are to conduct themselves and, um, kind of the, the meaning of suffering and how to, how to live a good Christian life. Right. And, um, he comes to this last, uh, heading. This is in, in first Peter, uh, chapter four, right. Uh, which is Christian charity. Christian charity, and he says something really, really interesting. Um, and uh, this is First uh, Peter chapter four, verse ten, uh, verses ten and, and eleven, I should say. He says this: As each one has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever preaches, let it be with the words of God. Whoever serves, let it be with the strength that God supplies so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. First Peter chapter 4, verse, verses 10 and 11. I just love this. Serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. 
that phrase varied grace like just stuck out to mm. me because there's so much hope and so much beauty in this idea I think I, I think what what Peter's talking about there is that the, the the graces that God gives you the gifts that God gives you are unique to you mm-hmm. right there's this variety of these really unique gifts these really beautiful things that God does in you and through you and 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 he uses those things um, to create this beautiful tapestry that is the community of God, that is this family of, of children of God, right? And, right. And that tapestry is not complete without you. Exactly. It's not complete without you. So, so you, you know, not to sound too like hippy dippy, but like if all of the colors of the that. rainbow aren't there, it's not a rainbow, mm-hmm. right? If if the if the you know if the if the artist kind of, you know, like leaves a corner of the painting undone, it's, it doesn't look like it's supposed to look right. Right. And so, um, God is, God is really, um, purposeful giving us our gifts and, and kind of giving mm-hmm. us our identity. And he wants, um, he wants us to not only to, to rejoice in that, not only to like, to feel and to experience life as his, you know, beloved child, he wants us to share that with one another. Yeah, because, that's the point of the gift. Yeah, because our it. our happiness, our joy, um, is is so closely united, so closely tied uh, to the fact that we can we can be in this relationship with one another and experience mm. the love of God. Yeah, um, that's a really really uh, incredible thing about our God that he that he does for us. How generous! Yeah. I just feel like, yeah, I mean, share the colors, right? Share the colors, yeah. Share the colors because we all want this to participate and be a part of this beautiful picture, this tapestry, this um, mosaic, Mm -hmm. if you will. We don't want the monotone life. Yeah, yeah. A monotone picture or a monotone cloth. Mm -hmm. and And I think that that's a big misconception, especially about the Catholic Church, is that it's very monotone. Mm. And it is not. Mm-mm. I can tell you, it is not. You can go from, you know, you can you can pick one parish community somewhere, and you can go from person to person. So different, right? And everybody's spirituality is is different. We're we're united in the sacraments. We're united mm-hmm. in our our mutual worship of God. Um, but the things that appeal to me about a relationship with God or about a relationship with the church are probably pretty different from the things that appeal to you, to even yeah. you, Nikki, right? And you know what? I think it's awesome that there are, that there are those small little nuanced um, differences and personalities of a church and the community members of the church. Because when, you know, there was a time where I was feeling a little bit like, eh, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't fit right. Like mm-hmm. it's not the right size. There's something awkward about the fit of this church. And I remember telling one of my priest friends and he's like, so go to a different church. And I was like, oh, but I don't, I need a bloom where I'm planted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why did I, and I, I was like in this cement and it wasn't, but then can you grow plants in cement? No, no. I needed fertile soil. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, yeah. And you're, and you're, and it's okay if your fertile soil is different soil than someone else's. And it doesn't right? mean it's that all, the other stuff isn't good. It yeah. just means it's not right for, it, it's not going to be right for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, in the, in the tradition of the church, uh, we have religious communities, right? And uh, yeah. we talked to, we talked and to, si- a plethora. we talked to sister Renee, right? Yes. So, so her, you know, her religious order is going to be completely different than, than other religious orders that you might come in contact with or experience over the summer, uh, on the mission trip that I talked about last week. Um, we got to, to, 
to meet some nuns and their whole job uh, and to, to work alongside them. Their whole um, sort of purpose mm-hmm. right, is to uh, to build up the people around them. Right. So they go into these very impoverished communities mm-hmm. and they just they, they just provide. They provide resources. They provide um, sometimes counseling. They like like they just give of themselves. Right. And it's this nonstop thing. That's obviously not for everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I could do that with them for a few days or a week. I don't know if I could live there. I don't know that mm-hmm. I'm necessarily called to live there to do that all the time. They're really fulfilled by that That's amazing. by that call, and, and, and they kind of pour themselves out in that way. So the, the only reason I say that is because I think both Nikki and I, are encur- we want to encourage our listeners to to find the places where you feel really comfortable, find the places where God is calling you to, to really kind of, kind of put down roots, right. Mm -hmm. In faith, but also to be open to experiencing these other things and experiencing the ways that other people are called to, to love God and to worship God. Um, and to, to be open to someone else's human experience and maybe even tougher, be open to the lessons that that experience is going to teach you. Right. Because, you know, I, I, I guarantee you we could go down to where um, uh, um, Sister Fatima and Sister Carolyn, who are the, the two nuns that we, we mm-hmm. worked with this summer, uh, you know, to where they live and to where they serve in the Rio, in the Rio Grande Valley. And, and I think a lot of people's social and political views might be really challenged yeah. there, right? Um, because it is a whole different world. It's a whole different experience. And it becomes different when you actually see it through the lens of real people. Exactly. Exactly. Really um, living. Yeah. 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 So, um, I feel good. Do you feel oh, good? Oh, do you feel good? That's feel, good. Yeah. You know what you said? You said something that I want to, um, not contradict, but you said be, be very comfortable and I feel like, uh, or be wholly uncomfortable. Like I think the discomfort mm-hmm. is, is important because that's where we grow, so, but not, but, but make sure it's not in a, in a way that, um, discourages you from community, a discomfort that encourages you to grow. So I think we're called to be uh, si- simultaneously like comfortable and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Of course, Pope Benedict said you, you're not made for comfort, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're made for discipleship, like you're made to follow Christ. Um, but I think to me, what that means is, okay, I need to find my comfort in this grounded relationship with God. Yeah. This grounded okay. relationship okay. with Christ. If God is calling me to grow, right, I need to understand growth is growth is always challenging mm-hmm. right and, and even when it's fun it's still it's still challenging still it's, still, it's still work yeah. so <clears throat> excuse me so for um for the life i guess really of of any christian of someone who's really like like looking for answers in the world um i think you should you should have a healthy expectation of both that god is always going to be there for yeah. you he's going to love you he's going to take care of you he's going to he's going to give you that fertile soil to kind of plant yourself in. Mm -hmm. And that is comfortable. It's comfortable to know that God is there and that he's your rock, right? It's pretty uncomfortable when Jesus is saying, no, pick up your cross and follow me right now. Come this way, grow in this way, move, you know, move this way, experience this thing. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, seek my face in the poor, the homeless, the, the, you know, this person that this person at the PTA meeting that you can't stand, like seek my face in that person. Right. Um, that's uncomfortable. Why'd you go there? <laughs> <laughs> we could have done hours and hours of talking without saying those three letters. I'm sorry. Mm. Did it make you uncomfortable, Nikki? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. not growing. <laughs> I'm just stewing. 
<laughs> well, um, uh, whatever you are are stewing on out there, um, <laughs> please know that we are we are praying for you. We're praying for you to um, to to experience life through uh, the lens of the Gospels, which means experiencing yeah. life in community. And uh, maybe a little challenge this week can be, um, you know, finding finding someone to serve, finding someone to to serve in the name of God, and even if it's someone that, you know, that maybe maybe society says doesn't deserve that mm. service or that love for whatever reason, just find a way to take care of someone uh, yeah. in a in a unique way, and then you know, check out life outside of your little box. Yeah, you know, that's a challenge for sure. It is, but. I think a worthy one. Absolutely. Shall we pray? Shall we? <laughs> yeah, we shall. Uh, our Father, Hail Mary, glory be. Sound good? Yeah. In the name of the Father, and the, the Son, and, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father, who art, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, my friend. Yep, yep. Thank you. And thank you to all our listeners. We'll see you next time. We're not going to see him. <laughs> not going to see him. Never gets old. We love y'all. We'll Bye. talk at you later. Peace. We'll talk at you later. We'll talk at you later. We'll talk at you later. You sound like you're from New Orleans. We'll talk That's at great. you later. Good. You got it. Yeah. Okay. That's a shirt. Language. It's just one word. Language. We'll talk at you later. <laughs> it is. W-E-L-T-A-K-A-C-H-U-L-8-R. We'll talk at you oh, later. Oh, 8R. Ooh, yeah. you're getting all Fancy. digitally. Sure. Digitally. Um, digitally. Also, also a shirt. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, yeah, that probably wouldn't even come up on my spell check as not a word, because it'd be like, oh, yeah, talk at you later. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Everyone, have a great week. Late to Church podcast is an AMET creative production and is hosted by James Longoria and Nikki Moncada. Our theme music is Candle in the Shadows by the Poor Kings. Check them out on Spotify or wherever you download music. Incidental music is by Punch Deck. Find us on Instagram at Late to Church Podcast and let us know your questions, comments, and thoughts by contacting Late to Church Podcast at gmail.com. Your insights might even be featured on the show. Just a little reminder you are good. You are worthy. You are the beloved. Look around for the Lord today. 
He loves you and he wants an encounter with you. Thank you for journeying with us. We're praying for you. Peace.